Appreciate our music and our choir. Thank you, darling, for our music today. Appreciate our media team and music department and all that they do for us. Our security team, everybody. Hey, uh, teachers, it just all takes everybody to make it work together. And uh, I'm glad today that we have such great people in our midst, wonderful folks. And uh, today I want to preach, I don't think I'll be very long today, guys. I want to just preach something towards our guys. It could be applied to anybody, uh, male or female. It could be uh, either way, but today I do want to talk to our guys for just a few moments uh, this morning. And if, uh, if you have your Bibles you want to turn, you can turn to Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel 22, we're going to start with verse 29. And while you are finding that, we're going to put this one on the screen, Philippians 4.13. Because I want to start off with this verse right here. And guys, I want you to hear me. Single guys as well, but dads especially today, I want you to hear because there is pressure that comes with being a dad. Maybe you can think back to when that first child was born, that feeling of hopelessness that hit you when you realize, hey, I'm responsible for this, and I'm young. And uh, wow, I've got to make sure this child is fed, clothed, housed, loved and nurtured. And So I give you some wise words from Paul. I can do all things through Christ. Oh yeah, you can be a dad. You can be a father. You can be a good father. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So just keep that in your mindset today. Ezekiel 22, verses 29 through 31. The Lord was speaking of the sins of Israel. And he said, The people of the land have used oppression, exercised robbery. They have vexed the poor and the needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. We'll go back to verse 30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I want to preach for just a few moments to our dads today. Your presence is powerful. Your presence is powerful. Let's pray for the preaching of the word today. Lord, we thank you today. You're such a wonderful father, and we thank you for all that you do for us. Always faithful, always there. Never leave or forsake us. We thank you today. God, help us to hear what you would say to the church, to your people, as men, as fathers. Help us today to hear what you would say to us. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Would you give him a hand clap of praise before you're seated? Once again, we're thankful for our Heavenly Father. 
What a great God. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. God bless you today. Your presence is powerful. Uh, the land was wicked among the people, and God was searching for a man. He was looking for somebody to stand in the gap that would make up the hedge. There was a, a breach somewhere between God and man and righteous living and sinful living. And he was looking for somebody that would be that example that could step in and, and bridge that, that, that people to the Lord, could say this is the way we ought to go. And, and so, Dad, I want to remind you today, as I tell you that God is looking for a man of our opening scripture, you can, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Our presence has power to stop destruction. When you see what the Lord said here, he said, I'm looking for a man that would make up the hedge and stand in the gap for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. There's a lot of turmoil and distress and destruction that happens, guys, when we are not present in our family's life. There's a lot of things that happen and go undone and never come to fruition when we are not present, even in our church family, because God has given each one of us that measure of faith, and God has poured out His Spirit on all flesh, and God has called us into His kingdom. And when we are absent, things are left undone. It's like that in anything. If you have an employee who doesn't show up to work, his job may not get done that day. If you have a team member who doesn't show up that day, then his job may not get done that day. And when we as dads, when we as fathers, when we become absent in our role that God has given us, things will be left undone. God was looking for a man. He was looking for somebody that would stand up, somebody that would stand out, somebody that would feel the hedge, feel the gap, so he would not destroy the land. He just wanted one man that could make a difference. Many times as dads, we feel like maybe uh, we're limited in who we are. Well, we're just breadwinners. You know, we just bring home the bacon so she can fry it up in the pan. I need to stop. But you know, this world paints a very poor picture of dads in media, in movies. You ever notice in the, the dad's always a goofball? He can't get nothing right. He's clumsy. He's always making mistakes. He, he can't relate. He's always getting fired. He's always failing at whatever, what he's trying to do. I mean, he can't even take his kids to Wally World. You know what I mean? It's like they just... We're just goof, goofy and clumsy. And if we're not careful, guys, we will accept that picture that is painted. And ladies, if you're not careful, you'll accept that picture that is painted and begin to view your spouse in that. And kids, if you're not careful, you'll begin to see your dad in that light and not respect him as the head of your household and not respect him as the spiritual leader in your house. And and uh, you'll begin to think, uh, my dad's like uh, Ray Barone. You know, he can't get nothing right. Or uh, you know, maybe some of you are like, who, who? Well, uh, forgive me. But uh, you know, you think, well, he's just, 
my dad can't relate. He's just, he's goofy. Oh, my dad's such a nerd. He's so strange. He's, listen, your dad may have his own personality. He may have his little quirks. He may have his little hobbies and things like that, but he is your dad, and he is the man. He is the head of the household. He is there for his dad's we have more of a responsibility than just bringing home a paycheck every week and letting the wife take care of everything. We need to be present in our lives, in our kids' lives, in our marriages, in our homes, in our jobs, in our church, wherever we are. We need to be there because our presence is powerful. God is just looking for somebody that'll be a man of God in where, whatever land, whatever position they find themselves in. And when we become dads, when God blesses us with children, friend, we not need to take that lightly. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It is something that God gives us, and it is a great privilege in this life to be called dad, even if it's an adopted dad, even if it's just a dad figure. For you to be able to influence somebody, do not take that lightly. But be there. Be present. Be there. They should never have to wonder where you are. Be there. Our Father said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be there. Let me tell you today, I'm glad that our presence has power. And if we're not careful, listen, we'll see ourselves as nothing more. And and, and we'll even get defensive over, hey, I bring home the money. Like that's all I've got to do. Oh, dad, you need to be able to hug that child. You need to be able to sit down and talk to that child. You need to take time with that child. You need to know what's going on in that child's life. Don't leave the raising of the children strictly to the mama or to the church or to the school. Hello, or to the job or to the coach. Don't give your responsibility away to somebody else. You be the dad because God made you the dad. I'm trying to help you, dad. Your, Your presence is more powerful than you realize. But if your presence is powerful, then your absence can be equally as powerful. But listen, I want you to understand that uh, don't ever start looking at yourself and looking down on yourself like you're just nothing. When God uh, called people into this gospel and called people into the preaching of this word, uh, uh, Paul wrote it like this in 1 Corinthians 1, 26. He said, for you see your calling, brethren. Well, listen, you know, being a dad, sometimes that feels like a calling. Everybody's not a dad. There's some that they're not. But, they're, but Paul said for them, he said, For you see your calling brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, just after the flesh, not many mighty men after the flesh, not many noble men after the flesh are called. It's not about who you are in the flesh. It's the calling of God. You can't be a dad without God. God is involved in that process. He's the one who initiated it. Be fruitful, multiply. That's God. That was his command, his order. It comes from him. God created man in his image and gave us dominion. And our presence, our standing in the gap, our being there is powerful. You know what? 
Adam had dominion while he was in the garden, but he lost it when he was no longer in the presence of the Lord. While he was in that garden, he had dominion. His presence was powerful in the garden. He had dominion over all of it. But when he became absent from there, he didn't have that dominion in that world anymore. Now he was breaking ground by the sweat of his brow and he was fighting thorns and, and wild animals that could eat him. Death had entered in and, and, and no longer was that presence powerful in Eden anymore because he wasn't there. I don't want to be absent from the paradise that I feel like God's given me on this earth. I want to make sure that I'm there because my presence can stop destruction. Our presence, this is what God said, I'm looking for a man. You hear me, guys? Don't give up. Hey, it gets frustrating. It gets scary sometimes. But don't give up because when you're not there, there's a gap. When you're not there, there's a void. And when you're not there, things can come in or things can go out. We're looking for a man. God's looking for a man to make up the gap. Stand in there, Dad. Come on, Dad. Stand in the gap. Make up the hedge. Protect those kids. Protect that family. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. One of the, one of the, there's a, a great story in Scripture in the book of John, chapter 5, and Jesus makes his way toward the pool of Bethesda because there's a great multitude of people there. They're all lame and halt and they're, they're waiting for the troubling of the water because when an angel would come down and trouble the water, the first person in the water would, would get their miracle, would get a healing. And Jesus walks into a, the crowd and walks up to a man and says, will you be made whole? And the, the guy has an answer for him in John 5 and 7. The guy looks at Jesus and he says, sir, I have no man. I have nobody. I have no man. When the water's troubled, to put me in the pool. See, a, a, a lady could not come and pick this guy up. That wasn't allowed. She was not, a woman wasn't going to be able to do that for him. He was a grown man. It wasn't her responsibility. So he said, I don't have a man. When I see the water troubled, I have nobody, no man to help me into the pool. And when there is no man, then miracles go unrealized. When there is no man, lives, lives go on in ruin. When there is no man, lives are left unchanged when there is no man. He said, I don't have a man. I don't want to ever be no man. I hope to God that I can be the man that he's looking for. I hope that I can be a man that'll bake up the hedge, stand in the gap. When somebody's got a, a break between them and God, I hope that I can make it up. And I hope that I can always be the man standing in the gap for my wife and for my children. I hope that I can always be that man pastoring and standing in the gap for the saints that he has allowed me to pastor. But if I'm not here, who's going to be here? If I'm not in my place, Who's going to fill my place? It's not up to somebody else to do my job. I've got to do my job. 
Oh, come on, somebody. When there is no man, things are left undone. When there is no man, God said, there's destruction on the way. I need somebody to make up the gap. Dads, we need to stand in the gap. There are a few, in the, well, you could go on all day. I just had to pick a few things, but there's so many things. If you just start looking through psychology notes and things about what happens when there is no dad around. Here's a few natural things that happen. 71% of high school dropouts drop out because they had no dad in their life. 85% of young people in prison today are there because they, are, they come from a home where there was no father present in that home. When there is no dad in the house standing for the Lord, when there is no dad making up the gap, you know, making up that, that hedge, then promiscuity, teen pregnancy are more prevalent. Drug use is more prevalent. Alcohol abuse is more prevalent. Kids are afflicted with mental disorders such as anxiety, depression, and even suicide. When there is no dad, even physical health suffers. Kids uh, that have no dad at home are more likely to have asthma, trouble breathing, headaches, chronic stomach aches. You ever see kids that are just, it's like a defense mechanism. Their stomach starts hurting because they're missing something in their life. These all come, uh, happen, natural things, studies that have been done that say these homes all had one thing in common. There was no man in the house. But our presence is powerful. Do you hear me today? You may feel like all I do is work my fingers to the bone, but it means something for you to work. But it means more when you're there, when they can crawl up in your lap, when they can sit down in a chair across from you and say, Dad, can you give me some advice? Dad, can you listen to what I'm going through? Dad, can you go shoot that boy that just broke my heart? Dad, I've got the shovel. We've got 10 acres. Let's bury him somewhere. Oh, it means something when they know you would probably do that. But no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I know that's funny. I'm trying to lighten it up for a minute because I know I'm being serious. But listen, I'm telling you, your presence is powerful. God created man woo, in his own image. Mm, and he's a good, good father. Oh, what a father. He, he, Paul said, he said, we have one God and father above all, He's through all, in you all. He is there. He is present, a very present help in time of trouble. He's there to call on. We can call on his name, and we know he's going to answer. He's there. And how many times have we avoided destruction in our own lives because God was there? But the Lord's looking for a man, somebody. And hey, let me tell you something. It does not take an army. To raise a family. I, now, I'm not trying to be hypocritical in what I said about our church family being involved. It, it, that's, but listen, one man can make a difference. One man can motivate an army. 
when David showed up, when his presence arrived at the army of Israel, he came to check on his brothers, see how things were going, make sure they were okay, and he realized that something's not right with this army. They're hiding in their tents. They're hiding behind trees and bushes. They're afraid. And then he heard the voice of Goliath booming across the field. Give me a man to fight. And if he slays me, we'll be your servant. But if, we, if I slay him, then you become our slaves. We needed a man to stand in the gap. But all the men were shaking and hiding and quaking. Even the king would not step out onto the battlefield. But David said, I'm going out there in the name of the Lord. He has a spear and he has a shield and he has a sword. But I'm going to come in the name of the Lord. And David ran out and slew Goliath. And when Israel saw this, what one person, one man's presence, just a young child, really really just a young boy, a young man, but he was willing to stand in the gap against the enemy. And all of Israel saw that the champion went down and they all cried out and took off and chased the enemy and got a victory that day, all because one man. One man said, I'll show you how it's done, that in the name of the Lord, you can do anything. I can do all things. I can be the dad that I want to be. I can be the husband that I want to be. I can do all things through Christ. Don't you ever feel like, well, the deck is stacked against me. We're not playing cards. We're not gambling. We're not playing poker. Friend, I'm talking about what God will do in your life. I know I said I was going to hurry. Romans 5 and 19 tells us the power of one. For as by one man's disobedient, many were made sinners just because of one man. We talked about him this morning in Sunday school. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And if one man can stand, that's all God asked for. He didn't ask for a country. He didn't ask for an army. He just said, "If I'm looking for a man. If one man can stand in the gap for the land and prevent destruction, what would happen if we would stand in the gap for our wives and our children? What if we stood in the gap on our job, in our churches, in our land? Yes, in our, even in our land. What if, we, what if we stood in the gap? You know, this country, this world needs men to start standing in the gap because friend there's more than one gap today we need somebody that'll stand up for righteousness somebody that'll stand up for godliness somebody that'll stand up for holiness somebody that will stand up for the plan of God God said listen if I can get somebody to make up the hedge I won't have to destroy the land he said but I found none but one man's presence his availability can make the difference, it can make the difference. I'm getting ready to close. There's a far-reaching effect for people who will stand in the gap. Today, 
I read several things about these kings, some of them that did right. They said they did right. They, they did what was right in the sight of the Lord as their father David had done, but David was not actually their father. Just like Abraham is not actually my father, but Paul said he is the father of us all because he's the father of faith. But there's a story in the book of Daniel and in the second chapter, the king has had a dream that nobody, he, can't, he wakes up, but he can't remember the dream and he can't remember the interpretation of the dream. And here's Daniel at the beginning of 70 years of captivity in Babylon and, and the king gives an order, said if, they can't, if the wise men and the magicians can't tell me what I need to know, then kill all of them. And so they come and, they, and Daniel hears about this and what's going on and he tells him and he says, listen, buy some time. We're going to pray and we're going to seek God and, and we're going to get an answer. And so Daniel along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they begin to pray and seek the Lord and, and God reveals to Daniel. He reveals to Daniel the dream and, and he goes and he, he goes to Nebuchadnezzar and he tells him, he said, this is the dream, and this is the meaning of the dream, and God has revealed it. And Daniel says this in, in chapter 2 and verse 23. He says, I thank thee. He's, he's talking to the Lord. I thank thee and I praise thee, O thou God of my fathers. Now, he knew his God because he had fathers in his life. He said fathers. It, it, in other words, they were, maybe it was his natural dad, but even like with David, they had people that had stood for God, had taught him about the living God, had shown him and rehearsed to him the things that God had done over and over for the people. And Daniel made a decision because there were some men that had stood in the gap and it influenced Daniel in such a way that he would not eat of the king's food, he would not drink the king's wine, and the three Hebrew children would not bow down and worship the king's idols, but they could show this king who God was. Well, the far-reaching effects of standing in the gap cannot be overlooked. That's why many of us will say, oh, I had a praying grandmama or a praying granddaddy. It was somebody that influenced you. It was generations some in here are third, fourth generation apostolic, you know, in, in truth. But if you are first generation, let me encourage you today that your presence is powerful. And dad, I want to say this. Don't get weary in well-doing. Keep standing. Keep making up that hedge. Keep standing for righteousness. I know this world is, is, is just going... <laughs> out of control but you know in Noah's day there was one man he found grace in the eyes of the Lord he stood in the gap and the Bible says he prepared an ark and it saved his family eight souls were saved by water but what if Noah had a let down and not done all that God commanded there had been a gap it would have been a void in the hedge and Noah's family would have been swept away with the flood as well. 
took 70-something years for that flood to facilitate and show up, but show up it did. And all those weary, long days of cutting down trees, sawing logs, putting the pitch within, putting the pitch without, all those long, hard days, body aches, headaches, fears, anxiety, wondering, will I get it done? All paid off because his presence was powerful. Stand with me this morning. So dads, I want to remind you of this, what Paul wrote to the church, 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. He said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Be there. Don't ever, let's don't ever force God into making that statement again. If I can just find one man. But when he looks, let him see there's no breach, there's no gap, that the hedge is already made up because we have decided we're going to stand. Because we have realized that our presence is powerful. That even though we may not feel it at times, our presence is appreciated. That we do make a difference more than just bringing home money or buying clothes or providing shelter or changing oil in a car. It's it's more than that. It's our presence. It's our children, our wives, our families knowing I can count on him. He's going to be there. So therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And if you don't believe taking care of a family is the work of the Lord, it's over and over God telling us our duties for our family in his word. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Make up the hedge. Stand in the gap. Your presence is powerful. Now I know guys, we don't like to talk. We don't want to be in the forefront. We don't like the spotlight on us. But I'm going to ask all of our dads today if you would come and just line up across the front of the church facing the platform. All that would, you don't have to, but I would like any dads, just come. Nobody's going to, you got to drink nothing. Nobody's going to make you kill nothing, hold nothing. You ain't got to say nothing. You're not going to have to speak or testify or hold a microphone. Just come on. There's no snakes, no box coming out, nothing like that. Not happening. If you don't mind doing it, I I would love for you just to to lock arm in arm. Just like we used to do when we played Red Rover. Come on. Look at that. We don't want any gaps. And I know that we all don't see each other every day. Usually we pass each other in this sanctuary on Sundays or Wednesdays. We're busy. We work. We work our jobs. We work at home. 
It's hard to find time for anything else, but you need to know that these are your brothers. In church, you need to see that these are great men standing right here. It doesn't matter what kind of secular education they have, what kind of job they hold. It doesn't matter how much money they have in the bank. They're men created in the image of God. And these men have a presence that is powerful. When they are absent, it's noticed. So we're going to pray. We're going to stretch our hands over these men and pray today that God will bless them with strength and encourage them. Ladies, if this is your man up here, if this is your son, if this is your husband, your brother, your dad, stretch your hands and begin to pray over these men right now. Thank you, Jesus. And ask God's blessing and protection over them today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, today, God, I know that you were looking for a man. But I believe we got a group of men standing here today that will say, I'll make up the hedge. I'll stand in the gap. I'm going to be the man of God that you called me to be. I'm going to take care of what's mine, what you've entrusted. I'm going to be a good steward of the wife and children of the family that you've given me. I'm going to be there for my church family, Lord. I'm going to make up the gap. I'm going to be faithful in all things. I'm going to serve you in sincerity. I'm going to serve you in the truth, Lord. Oh, I'm going to make up the gap. My presence is powerful. Guys, while you're praying, just say it out loud. My presence is powerful. It doesn't matter what your stature is. It don't matter how much you can bench press. What matters is your presence. My presence is powerful. In the name of Jesus, strengthen them today, God. Hallelujah.
praise in this house. As these guys get ready to return, ladies, kids, when they come back to their seat, I want you to look at your man, your husband, your dad, and I want you to tell them, honey, dad, your presence is powerful. You tell them. They need to hear it from your lips. They don't need to just be pastor preaching it across this They need to hear it from your lips. More than just today. I could say this, flip it around. If it was Mother's Day, I could go the same way. Say, guys, make sure you do that to your wives. But today it's about these dads. So when they head back to the seat, I I want to hear a roar across this room of ladies and kids and people saying, Dad, honey, boo, whatever you call them, your presence is powerful. Your presence is powerful. Guys, High five one another and tell your brother your presence is powerful. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for them. Guys, your presence is powerful. Your presence is powerful. I'm thankful today for what God's done. Amen. Now let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God's good. God's good. What a mighty God we serve. We, we're going to get ready to dismiss. And after that, we do have one young lady going to be uh, being baptized today. So the youth group, some of them are going to be sticking around. You're welcome to stay for that. It's in, who all wants to, but I know that people are, have got reservations. You've got places to go and be and things to do. So we're going to dismiss you right now in the fear of the Lord in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Have a great Father's Day. We'll see you tomorrow night. Prayer meeting at 7 o'clock. We love you. God bless you. Those that are getting baptized today, if you can, somebody can show them where to go. We'll be glad to get this done today. God bless you in Jesus' name.